Osterlink here with another edition of Fine Wisdom. That's hashtag Fine, F-E-I-N, Wisdom. Here with Constitutional Scholar Bruce Fine. Afternoon, Bruce. Nice to be with you again, Michael. It's good to be with you. So uh, cybersecurity is big as a big issue. The, the federal government is spending a lot of money. Uh, there's a debates in the Congress, both the House and the Senate. A lot of civil libertarians are concerned about the extent that the government can go in, quote-unquote, protecting our security online. Um, one of the concerns that I have, and I'd like you to kind of uh, explain your thoughts on this, is how do you make a distinction between an act of war cyberly, cyberly is such a word, uh, in cyberspace versus a criminal act? Mm -hmm. And once you make those distinctions, what are the appropriate responses for the United States to take in terms of those incidents? So if a state actor does something, both to a government uh, online entity or to a private sector entity or to an individual American, if a group does something, like a quote-unquote terrorist group or a narco-terrorist group or a criminal group does something, or an individual criminal does something, how do you make distinctions and what's the appropriate response for the federal government? Yeah. Well, that's excellent a question, Michael. Not only has Congress been debating this, but the Pentagon recently issued a 33-page a paper on cyber warfare and Secretary of Defense Ash Carter made an address out at Stanford where he addressed the same issue. I think it's important to uh, address the issue in, in, in at least two vectors. One is who gets to decide whether or not an act of a cyber attack is what Obama called vandalism, like the North Korean attack on Sony's uh, uh, internet uh, information, or is, is it war? Is it the president, or is it the Congress of the United States? And, and that's an enormously important question, because if the president decides, it's going to be all secret. Uh, I mean, at present, the Pentagon takes the position, and I think Ash Carter and President Obama, that he could initiate cyber warfare, that is, use cyber offensively to attack another government's communication systems and infrastructure online, in secret, based on secret evidence, which he never reveals ever to anybody. And so we could be subject to retaliation, not knowing why we're off the electrical grid or something else doesn't work. And this is all done without any accountability at all. And he could keep it secret forever. We would never know. So I think it's very important at the first instance to decide Congress makes these decisions. That is what the war power is about. Uh, Congress surely has the authority to set forth uh, what is the level of danger or damage that's inflicted by a cyber attack that constitutes war, which then sets in the rules of war, uh, and the Geneva Conventions and otherwise, as opposed to a criminal activity, which sets in a law enforcement model. Uh, and if it's law enforcement, you ordinarily don't respond, you know, I guess kinetically you could try to kidnap, uh, apprehend the, the culprits. Uh, but you're not entitled, uh, as you are in a war model, to just kill other people, use deadly force uh, against the enemy, whether or not it's in self-defense. Uh, I have uh, attempted to try to describe uh, what I think Congress should do in setting forth the threshold of danger in the cyber field that uh, meets the definition of war, and that is, you know, a cyber attack that's... Uh, intended or does uh, inflict massive civilian casualties or cripple you know, a nation's economy or infrastructure 
And knowing that those aren't, you know, terms as exact as Euclidean geometry, but they have some standards, um, that's, those things can be said to be acts of, of war. Um, massive civilian casualties, a crippling of the entire national economy, say like shutting down the entire electrical grid. Um, other uh, attacks, uh, in my judgment, should be made criminal. And, and when they're criminal, it does not mean you can't use deadly force to apprehend the perpetrators if they are fleeing uh, after being accused with probable cause of some kind of felonious activity. Uh, and they can be described. You can obviously use cyber uh, to commit acts of murder. For example, if you use cyber to make sure that a, a, an airplane that was uh, using the internet was misguided uh, and crashed, you're guilty of murder. I don't think you have to define new crimes um, when the result of the cyber attack is economic or physical injury. Now, we may want to add criminal activity, you know, something like stealing intellectual property, uh, but most of that is already a criminal. Uh, but I do think that, that Congress needs to get directly involved. These need to be open and publicized standards. And, in my judgment, uh, Congress definitely should uh, prescribe the appropriate uh, vehicles of retaliation if we are subject to a cyber attack that does meet the threshold of war. I don't see any reason why, if we're at that level, you should be limited to using uh, a cyber retaliation. Somebody uses cyber to kill massive Americans uh, by taking all the hospitals off the electrical grid. And I think we should be entitled, if that's an actual attack, we can, we can retaliate kinetically. Uh, you know, no one ever thinks in a time of war that you're only able to respond to an attack in the same, using the same weapons as the attacker. You know, once you're properly threatened, you're entitled you know, to, to win, to wage war to win. Uh, but I do think, you know, the standards need to be exacting. When you're talking about killing, you know, massive civilians, that's thousands of thousands, if not tens of thousands of civilians uh, with an intent uh, to, to uh, repeat uh, the attacks. It's not a one-time incident. Uh, and those are the kinds of decisions that should be made by Congress after open and publicized hearings and markups and sessions and continue to examine the question. Technology is not going to sit still. We may have to come and revisit the issue. It may be some new technological danger that emerges uh, in five or 10 or 20 years time. It's important why Congress needs to be uh, involved in this. But to go back to the, you know, where we are right now is rather alarming. Namely, the president, any president could initiate cyber warfare against any other nation or non-state actor in secret, on secret evidence. We wouldn't know about it. There may be ulterior political motives. Who knows? The president wanted to deflect the tension from economic miseries at home and never accountable to anybody. And we subject the brunt of retaliation don't even know why. We have no consent whatsoever. Uh, and we've got to get moving quickly on this front because right now I believe that Congress is accepting the attitude is, all right, let the president do it on his own, like he's the Congress is doing with regard to the war against ISIS and otherwise. Uh, and we only get out, we're going to tell members of Congress, we're not going to reelect you if you have abdicated your responsibility to the president. You've written quite a few books, Bruce. Mm -hmm. uh, where can folks find your books? Uh, you can find them on Amazon. Uh, that's and at uh, these are 
Constitutional Peril, The Life and Death Struggle for Our Constitution and Democracy, and American Empire Before the Fall. Uh, in addition, you can visit my website, www.brucefinelaw.com. F-E-I-N is how fine is spelled. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Bruce.